0: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that we're doing again, whether you like it or not. We don't listen to you. You're not the boss of me. That's fair. My name is Greg Topper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, TexasFootball.com a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on the Facebook.com, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, a name that I came up with that I promise at mm. least was not mm-hmm. consciously inspired by The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Celebrating Hawaiian Shirt Friday. It's Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. Howdy. I asked you if I could borrow your hair tie because I was going to put the mask on Vince's trophy, mm-hmm. and you were like, "I'm using it," and I was like, "Selfish." It
1: is in my hair right now. That is a certified fact. My hair is crazy poofy today. It needs to. It needs to calm down.
0: You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> today <laughs> is Friday, July seventeenth, twenty twenty. One hundred thirty-two days till Thanksgiving. Episode nine ninety-five, nine ninety-five. This is the Rusty Staub episode. Rusty Staub played in one hundred and nine games for the Rangers in nineteen eighty. On today's show, friends. Good job, Rest. Uh, we are going to. Let me start at the back first because that's the key part. <clears throat> we're answering your questions. Back half of the show, we're mail doing back. a Mailback Friday. It's been a while since we did Mailback Friday. If you have questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, food, Hawaiian shirts.
1: Oh, I got gotcha. you.
0: Ask them in the comments <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. if you're watching on TexasFootball.com slash live, awesome. Open a new tab, go over to Facebook. Put your comments and put your questions in the comments. We will get to those in the back half of the show. But first, Ashley, mm-hmm. we must discuss that there are some pretty big dominoes falling as far as what the 2020 Texas high school football season is going to look like. They are a fallen. I have been sitting in this chair or in other chairs, perhaps more comfortable chairs. This chair is plenty comfortable, but other comfortable chairs. <laughs> and I've been sitting in chairs since... March Yeah, since March, and yeah. I have been telling I hate you guys to see it. I have been telling you guys to prepare for a weird season, okay? Prepare for a different season in Texas high school football, because it has been inevitable since the jump. Now it may be it, we were only going to see um, degrees of weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the 2020 Texas high school ball season, it could have been like one degree different. Where it's was like, "Oh, you know what? That's kind of different. We didn't have as much time to prepare, but you know, everything's going as full scale as as possible."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or it could be, I guess, what's the most degrees? Million degrees. It could be a million degrees different. Yes,
1: because one million is the highest number I in the know. world.
0: <laughs> name a name a number bigger. You can't. You can't. You can't. Anyway. Point is, it could be a lot of degrees different. Kelvins. Which is that there's like no football season, right? Or it could be somewhere in between. All I've been trying to pre- pre- prepare you guys for is that it was going to be some degree different. It was not going to be zero degrees different. Okay? That's all I knew. We
1: are now a in temperature March. podcast. Welcome in, guys. Oh, I was I was
0: thinking like, <laughs> sir, come, like. Oh, return.
1: we're an angle podcast. Welcome in, guys.
0: We are now figuring out that it might be an obtuse angle different. (laughs) What I'm saying is we have some dominoes falling in the 2020 Texas high school football season. Um, Specifically, you're starting to see a number of counties issue orders that schools cannot open in person uh, until later dates. Uh, We're seeing that the most common one is after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Which is September seventh. Yes. Um, that would be a uh, that you know that and 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 the way to think about that as far as it pertains to Texas high school football is take the date that you can start being in school or having extracurricular activities. Take that date, add twenty four days. Mm-hmm. According to the UIL, add twenty four days. That's the day you can have your first game. Okay. That's the day that you can have your first game. You have to have 24 days of what they call the acclimatization process, okay? Which basically means you've got to practice, make sure kids are up to speed. That's a huge safety issue, and I think you don't
1: want to risk injuries.
0: Right. I think everybody can understand why that's a safety issue. Is you don't want, you know, if you go out there and be like, all right, you're playing on Friday when you've been sitting on the couch for three months, mm-hmm. that's bad idea.
1: Six, not to mention, I mean, is still very hot in the state of Texas too. So you got to get those kids used to sure. being out actual temperature.
0: Actual temperature too. There's a lot of things you've got to do to get them prepared. Okay, so there's a lot of those that have come down. Dallas ISD uh, did one. I know Tra- our Dallas County did one. Uh, I know Travis County down in Austin did one. There are a number. I know that that there have been city ordinances in in El Paso. There have been counties in the Valley, Hidalgo County and Starr County that have put in similar th- situations. Laredo, the, I believe the city of Laredo has put in a similar order, and these orders are starting to become more and more common across the state of Texas. Okay, and I, I want to get out in front of something that we've I've seen a lot of, which is people saying, "Why would you adjust the schedule for schools in areas where it's not as bad, where they don't have these stay-at-home orders, where mm-hmm. or they don't have these these um these these safety orders, where it's not as bad?" And I understand where you're coming from, but that represents a fundamental misunderstanding about what the UIL is all about. Yes, because. The UIL is all about treating everyone, whether you are the largest school in the state or the smallest school in the state, equally. Okay, For better or for worse, they are involved in everyone Mm -hmm. and making sure they're all coming along. And I know that you may not like the fact that Tiny Town, Texas is going to have to play by the same rules that uh, Big Inner City, Texas is, but... Consider that whenever the UIL is signing TV deals. Exactly. Okay? Fox airs Mart and Hamlin like -hmm. it's the Super Bowl. Right? Fox also airs North Shore and Duncanville like it's a Super Bowl. I'm telling you that those are treated the same because the UIL insists that everyone's treated the same. Which is good for the smaller schools. And overall, that is a net positive for the smaller schools. So this notion that, oh, why don't they just let the 3A teams or the 2A teams continue to play uh, when the problem is in the big cities? That's just not how the UIL operates. And if you want them to start treating smaller schools differently, you will not like where it lands.
1: No, absolutely not. And you've got to think, too, this does not just revolve around football. We're talking they treat every sport equally like that. Like you can't just drop girls golf because, you know, Yes. Football's the most important.
0: So, there's that. And so you're having these maneuvers coming. I know there was a big maneuver. I have my sunglasses. I don't know why. Um, they, there was a big move uh, from Houston ISD, where Houston ISD said that they were not going to be in school until October, which is obviously pretty... I mean, barring some sort of change there or some sort of adjustment to what it means to be in school, um, that would really harm the idea of Houston ISD playing football in the fall. But all of that is to say that we had our first, I would say, undis- un- indistinguishable, indistinguishably official Big Domino Fall this morning. Mm-hmm. And that is that TAPS, the Texas Association of uh, Parochial and... Come on. Dang it. Oh my gosh. Private and parochial schools. That's it. I should have known that. TAPS which is the largest private school league in Texas. They have more than 135 schools that play football, not to mention a bunch that play basketball, a bunch that play other sports. TAPS announced that they are delaying their season Mm -hmm. and they are truncating their season. They are basically going to say, all right, they were on the same schedule more or less as the UIL, which is practices start on August 3rd, then uh, you have a week of uh, like uh, strength conditioning, so it's no pr- no pads. Mm-hmm. Then it's a week of pads, another week of pads that can then have a scrimmage, and then a week and then game week. The first right. games were scheduled to be August 27th. Mm-hmm. Taps announced this morning. Uh, their executive director Brian Bunzelmeyer announced this morning that Taps is going to bump everything back five weeks. Meaning strength and conditioning will start after Labor Day, September 8th, followed by two weeks of pr- pads with a with a s- scrimmage period. And then the first game week would be September 20th. Did he say September 28th? Did I have that wrong? I believe I have that's the, correct. I have, no, I have that wrong. That's September 24th, 5th, and 6th. Gotcha. I believe that's that's the first week that it would be first. Is that right? Or would it be I need to go check that. In any case, it's getting bumped back. The 25th back. is the Friday. Yeah. So, I need, to, I need to double check and make sure that that's right on, on TexasFootball.com. In any case, it is getting bumped back five weeks. They are bumping it back uh, in, in order to, uh, obviously, because of the coronavirus pandemic. I, I don't think I need to tell you guys that. This is large, yes. okay? This is huge because obviously, this is a, a, a manifest, um, like, official change to the Texas high school football schedule. Furthermore, one thing I thought was interesting was that Brian Bunzelmeyer announced that they are, at present, not pushing back the championship games. Mm-hmm. Meaning that they are truncating the schedule. Meaning that they are going to shorten the schedule, play the state championship. If the state championship or season start is here, state championships are here. If this doesn't move, and this moves up, you've got a shorter season. Right. As a result, this is a pretty big deal. And, and look... I don't have any inside information on what the UIL is thinking, but I can read the tea leaves and I can read and there are reports out there that there is an an announcement imminent. uh, I believe Thomas Jones, the Austin American Statesman, said that he expects an announcement on Monday. I would expect that the UIL is probably going to do something similar. Now, we don't know what that looks like. No. We don't know how that's going to shake out. But I would expect, I think right now, it is reasonable to expect that the 2020 Texas high school football season will not start on time. And when I say the season, what I mean is that the season is supposed to kick off, the official season is supposed to kick off on August 3rd. That's uh, two weeks from Monday. Right. Okay. That's when practices are supposed to start. Right now, for a lot of schools, a very large amount of schools, they literally cannot. It would literally be illegal due to county health orders.
1: Right. And that's the biggest thing.
0: And so I would expect early next week, I bet you're going to hear from the UIL. And I bet they're going to say something along the lines of what, the, what, what TAP's doing. That is my feel right now. Again, that is speculation. I want to put the big flashing speculation sign up.
1: Warning, 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 warning. warning. warning.
0: <laughs> that is speculation. But I think that TAPS may have set the precedent here. And who knows what the UIL is, 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 is thinking, but in talking with coaches, in talking with uh, people who, ha- who have talked with the UIL, I've not talked with the UIL, that is the vibe that they are getting, mm-hmm. that we are moving towards something like that. Now, I also remain cautiously optimistic that we will see football in some way, shape, or form, or at least an, a- an attempt at football. Sometime in the fall. I also believe through thinking it through and from talking with coaches. uh, UIL listens to coaches a lot when they make these decisions. They'll say. I would also suggest that this notion of just picking up football season is moving to the spring. I would say it's on the table. But I would say that it is a last resort.
1: I completely agree. I think that that is one of those things that you say, yeah, we'll leave the minds open to that, but that is no don't, way in the world that that is going to be our first option.
0: That is that strikes me as we have no. If we're going to play football at all, it has to be in the spring. We have okay, no other fine, option. we'll go yeah. to the spring because of a lot of reasons. And I know that people, you know, I know that people are. This gets people really fired up, but. I think that moving to the spring, there's so many different casualties to that. Most notably, multi-sport athletes, Mm -hmm. right? You're asking them to choose. But furthermore, multi-sport coaches. Yep. Guys, like the offensive coordinator at every school is also like the baseball coach.
1: Yeah, or a basketball coach. Or a
0: basketball coach. Coaches are not, like, there are basically like a handful of guys in the state whose only job is to coach football.
1: And most of the time, that's only, only, only a head coach that is also the athletic director. Correct. Like, it's not even just a head coach. Usually a head coach will at least be an assistant on something else. It's if they are as well the athletic director.
0: And, and, and so as a result, that's why I think moving to the spring, at least right now, would represent a last resort. Look, if you're asking me to speculate wildly... I think we do see football starting, or I think we do see football played. I don't think it starts on time, plain and simple. Mm-mm. I don't think I. I would I would bet against that starting on time, and I think the taps may have laid the groundwork for something like that, uh, at least what that could look like.
1: Someone in the comments had said uh, when we were talking earlier about how the UIL treats everyone the same. He said, "What changes would three A and below not like if if they were treated differently?" And I think that the biggest example is what we just said of how. Once you get past about 5A, most all of those schools have multi-sport athletes. So if we move everything to the spring and say, okay, that works out fine for 6A and 5A D1 probably being the last one, but you move down any further than that, and guys, they're going to have to choose. Your kids are going to have to choose which sport they want to play, and... That's not fair to them, and I mean, heck, in Atlanta, we wouldn't have been able to even field a team right. with all those sports if we had been crossing over like that. You you would have five girls on a basketball team, and that would be it. Right? Like, there's right. no way.
0: In the end, I think that the, like the one of the things that is fundamental to what the UIL is about is treating classifications the same. Um, that's why they like the one of the reasons they love the. Single-site Texas high school football state championships is that everybody gets to play at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that if they weren't all linked together, that Martin Hamlin probably not playing at AT&T Stadium.
1: And that's so fun for those kids. They've never seen a stadium like right. that.
0: Like right, that is to me the biggest the biggest thing, and I understand the frustration of people saying, well, you know, you're, you're punishing a- areas of the of the school. Guys, like, are you for Texas or are you not? Like, that's something I have been really frustrated by, is people who claim to love the state of Texas and have this state pride, but then Texans are suffering, and they're like, ah, you're on your own. You're fine. If you want to fly that flag, fly the flag. Yeah. That's my thought. I anyway, agree. So, I would prepare... For some news from the UIL early next week, that would be my guess. Um, I would bet, I would guess, again, I'm not, I'm not breaking any news here. I think that they are probably looking at a delayed season. And it may trickle into January. You know, who knows, if they play a full season. Um, I don't know. I know that the UIL will probably do everything they can to make sure they have full playoffs. Because that is something that is very important to them. Uh, But we will see. There's a lot still to figure out. There's a lot in flux. But there are dominoes falling here in the state of Texas. So certainly keep an eye on that. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Oh, also, Friday, July 31st, we should let you know, Yes. Friday, July 31st is episode 1000 of this dumb internet show. We are going to be celebrating our 1000th episode of Texas football today in style, a seven hour show. We're going to have huge guests uh, all throughout the uh, the broadcast, as well as we're going to be raising money for... Uh, nine different food banks across the state of Texas. We're going to be uh, helping to uh, help Texans out. If you want to pop that up there, There we've got nine food banks that we are going to be uh, sponsoring, including uh, with El Pasoans Fighting Hunger out in El Paso, the High Plains Food Bank in Amarillo, West Texas Food Bank in Midland, Odessa, South Texas Food Bank in Laredo, the Food Bank of the Rio Grande Valley in the RGV, Central Texas Food Bank in Austin, North Texas Food Bank in Plano, East Texas Food Bank in Tyler, and Southeast Texas Food Bank in Beaumont, Uh, We want to make a difference. Use our dumb platform to actually do something positive for once. So we hope you'll join us on Friday, July 31st, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., a seven-hour show. We will be with you the whole way. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Pickle. It's time for Mailbag Friday. I'm sure everybody in the comments is big fans of me right now. Um (laughs) Let's let's go with with questions. Questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all sorts of good stuff.
1: Yeah, also and if you're tired of hearing about covid stuff, ask us something that we can talk us about. COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this one's on y'all. It's up to y'all at this That's point. Fine.
0: So, there you go.
1: Uh, um okay, here's a good one from uh Joseph. He said, "Is there a f- if wait, nope, wrong one. Let's go with Aaron Arbuckle. He said, "Uh what one school who doesn't have a state title do you want to see win one?"
0: Do I want to see win one? Or would you like Ooh, to see win that's one? That's a tough question because yeah. then you're asking me to, to say that, I, that I'm i rooting for teams and I don't root for teams. You guys no. know that. Um, I think that it is easy to root for Corpus Christi Cal Allen, mm-hmm. specifically because of Phil Danner. I, I find myself drawn to rooting for teams that have not had success Recently, including teams in the Rio Grande Valley, teams in El Paso. I'd love to see thing, something like that uh, come down. Um, and yeah, that, that would be that. Or I would love to see like a rising up of like a team, a, a team from West Texas. I was going th- to
1: say, I think answering it with like region-wise, like it would be cool to yeah. see someone not from, I love Dallas and Houston, don't get me wrong, but it would be cool to see an RGB team or a West yes. Texas team come and make a yes. massive run.
0: Absolutely. I would love to see a team from uh, from the Concho Valley Make a run like San Angelo Central. I think that would be fun, Um, or like West Texas. It's been a minute since we've had a real West Texas, at least the big school ranks six A and five A, since we've had a a a a contender uh, at that level. I would really love to see that. Uh, So yeah, that would be that would be fun. Now now look, Midland, Odessa, Permian, like Midland Lee, Abilene. They have titles it's mm-hmm. just been a minute so i'm right. kind of rejecting the premise of the question and replacing it with my own which i tend to do pretty often but <laughs> i would say that 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 would be my my initial reaction would be something like that what's next ashley
1: uh meese asked a question that i can definitely answer uh what segments for sure won't be done on the 1000th episode free money we're not mm-hmm. doing that we're not doing that mm-hmm. I can be play to bet on by then?
0: <laughs> we can uh, we can dial something up. We might have free money.
1: Mm-mm, no, uh, we'll
0: We will have... probably no, we don't have room for that in a rundown. Trust we'll me, probably... that thing's filling up quick. We may have a pickle talk. <laughs> we may have a mailbag. I don't know if we'll have a mailbag. We may not have mailbag. That's going to be awful and unwieldy uh, and things like that. So uh, ask your questions. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Uh, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, uh, and all of that fun stuff.
1: Um. So Joseph had asked, he said... Um, if there's football with no fans and I know we've kind of touched on this before mm-hmm. how will that affect momentum swings and I think that that's one of mm-hmm. like the coolest craziest things to yeah. talk about because
0: well, we don't know it'll be weird to see sure like we don't know what, what the fan situation is going to be in the fall and as a result um, as a result it's going to be very interesting to see what that happens now look I and I've said this before on the show I don't believe in momentum I think that's a false premise. But I do believe, especially at the high school level, I do believe in confidence. And I wonder, let's say, hypothetically, and I don't know if this is going to be a situation, nobody knows anything. But hypothetically, let's say that there are no fans in the stands, okay? And the home team gets a big, like, momentum-shifting, like, pick six, right? But there's nobody there to cheer, like, is that as impactful as it normally would be? Right. That's something that's going to be really interesting. One thing I've definitely thought of, okay, and, and I've definitely thought about this, think about the bands, okay? Bands can often provide a good advantage, especially if you have a huge band. Oh, yeah. They can provide a big advantage to schools. I know that the Escadrille, the, uh, the big Allen band, like, they've had to, like... They've had to have like rules put in for when they can play because they are so loud loud
1: yeah was, uh, Lancaster's band yep man I'll tell you what, like I would be sitting standing on the sidelines and I felt like I was ready to run out there because they were so awesome <laughs> yes exactly
0: so for me I would I think I'm I'm very interested in that we did a segment a couple weeks ago about how I am actually in a in a weird way just in a scientific way. Interested to see the idea of empty stadium football because we can finally decide like we can isolate one variable Ooh, look I grabbed the logo uh, we can isolate one variable and we can figure out exactly how much crowd, like fans are worth because like there's a lot of things that go into home field advantage being comfortable. Understand like being in your own locker room Mm -hmm. not having to travel it but then also fans and crowd noise and if you are able to take that out you can do a really interesting study on what that is uh, like how impactful that is
1: I'll be interested to see if coaches are like kind of preaching to their guys more about being more vocal and, and loud and that kind of stuff to kind of give a little bit more of that atmosphere yes um this question comes from Ashley Pickle you don't believe in momentum?
0: Nope. Explain. I don't think it's a real thing. I mean I believe in like, How the, so? I believe in like the concept of physical momentum. Right like, uh, yes, like I understand. Newtonian that. Mov- but momentum.
1: What what part of football or like momentum in sports do you not believe in?
0: I don't think that one play makes another play more likely to happen. Okay. I think that now to be clear, like if you score mm-hmm. a big touchdown, I think I still have control over my own um like my own destiny. I think that momentum or at the very least momentum is grossly overrated. And that like yeah. I hate the idea of like, oh a team like has the momentum here. Well, okay, well what happens if the other team just goes down there and scores? Like what did the momentum die? Was it not real? I just think it's it's one of those things that we throw out there because it sounds nice. Yeah. And it sounds like it makes sense. But in practice it just doesn't it just doesn't hold water. Uh, right. I believe in confidence, especially the high school level. I think that if you feel like you can, can if you if if you are getting your butt kicked and then you go go and score a touchdown I think you get the confidence that you can go and you can do it again I agree But that's more confidence than it is momentum.
1: Okay. Yeah, Stephen Garcia said what I agree. I think momentum is confidence. Like I think it's just like you said kind of a Maybe. fancy word to say that just cuz when I think of momentum yeah, I don't think of it being the actual like technical that yes since this happened that this next play is going to go perfectly that type of thing but I do think I think momentum is all in your head I think momentum
0: I think momentum is largely an after the fact thing that we we associate with things as opposed to in the moment because whenever it doesn't pan out the way we thought
1: then it's, then it's just not like, momentum, and it's yeah. not
0: momentum. It's like, and I think that there's like no real study that suggests that there is such a thing as momentum. It's just that we, we think of like the tide turning. We think of games, to bring up a painful memory, game six of the 2011 World Series, series yeah. of like the tide turning. Well, if Josh Hamilton hit, Josh Hamilton, like after David Freeze hit that, that game win, game, or I'm sorry, game tying triple, Josh Hamilton hit a two run homer to take the lead. If 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 at all or not Al Oliver, oh my gosh, at <laughs> Oliver, I want to say Al Oliver, and that's not who I meant. <laughs> uh, whoever the uh, they, they brought in Scott Feldman, they brought in another another pitcher. If they close it out there and the Rangers win the World Series, are we talking about David Freeze's momentum shifting home run or a uh, triple? Yeah. Rajai Davis hit a home run to tie the World Series in Game Seven off of Veraldas Chapman in 2016, and the Cubs came back and won. Yeah, like did the momentum shift then that's what i don't understand like to me there has never been a quantifiable way to say it and as a result it's just hard to it's just hard to put any sort of stock in it because i think it's just more conjecture than it is science that's my official stance
1: that's fair i'm gonna say momentum and confidence are the exact same thing okay um all right let's see brandon jones comeback team of the year question mark you got a comeback team of the year?
0: Mm. So let's work under the assumption that this is a team that did, let's just say, had a losing record last year. Okay. Okay, a losing record. A team that did not have uh, the season that they were hoping for. I think Mansfield-Timberview is one of those. I want to say they were under 500. Were they? I might have been... No, they were 6-5. I apologize. They were 6-5. and five. Um, That is a team that I would have my eye on. Um... I mean, it's hard to say because they made a deep run in the playoffs, but Wichita Falls, Wichita Falls went 5-8. and eight. Yeah. That strikes me as a team that, that I think could have a, a nice bounce back year. Um,
1: I always think of the comeback teams of the year like that being, like we talked about, those programs that are consistently good, and mm-hmm. then they have an off year, and then yes. it's like, oh, okay, they're back to normal. Perfect example. All
0: right. Perfect example. Here's my comeback of team of the year, Tannehall. Tenaha went 5 and 5 last year. Mm-hmm. Tenaha had a at a year that is not up to their standards. That's a that's a pick to click for a comeback team of the year. I think they have a chance to make some big noise. I think Evadale also went 5 and 5. Mm-hmm. That's another team that I would look at and say they are prime to make a, a a leap. Um yeah. So it's 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 kind of depends on how you how you measure it. Yeah. But those would be teams that I have my eye on of like last year the record was not indicative of what they should be. But this year, I think they're going to be able to, to come back and have a better year. Uh, how about two more?
1: Two more? All right. Um, right. I'll save that one for last. Let's go with... Junction,
0: too. Keep an eye on Junction. Hmm, that's Sorry. a good one. I'll just throw one in there.
1: <laughs> Let's go... Uh, Wesley Eldred asked, pancakes or waffles? Waffles.
0: I need pockets. <laughs> I need pockets. Like, See, uh, but the main, the main because thing... Here's, okay, so here's the thing. Waffles mm-hmm. and pancakes are fundamentally... They exist to be syrup delivery uh, devices. Yes. Okay. I can agree with that. They, they exist to be syrup delivery devices. If you have the pocket, you are more likely to get more of the syrup or the butter, if you're a butter guy. Um, waffles. Beyond that, nobody ever gives you too many waffles.
1: That One is One of fair. the problems
0: with pancakes-
1: They come in stacks. We have
0: romanticized the big <laughs> stack. The big old stack. But here's the thing about a big stack of pancakes. About six bites into it, you're like, all right, that's enough pancakes.
1: Yeah. I I think most people's vendetta against waffles is Ooh, that it's vendetta. hard to spread butter on them. Yes. They get stuck in the pockets and it's hard. I will say, I personally like waffles a lot more. And it's like you said, I can get one of the Texas-shaped waffles at a hotel and that'll fill me up perfectly, where I'm not overly stuffed. But if I go get a stack of pancakes, I feel like I'm eating pancakes for four years. Would
0: you like some breaking news? Some breaking recruiting news? Uh, the number one rated tackle and the number one rated center. Uh, tackle, James uh, Tommy Brockermeyer, uh, who I believe is our number one prospect in the yes, state. Yes, he is. At recruiting. And his brother, James Brockermeyer, the number one center in the, in, in the state, have made their commitment... They are heading to Tuscaloosa to be part of wow. the Alabama Crimson Tide. There we go. Um, you wrote the private school cover boy and feature. And
1: it should be live as of right now on texasfootball.com. We got it drafted up this morning, so that is there.
0: Texasfootball.com. If you want to read about uh, Tommy Brockermeyer, he was our private school cover boy. He has pulled the trigger. He and his brother both heading to Alabama to be part of them. That's a little, Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the recruiting thing is, but I will say that his his dad, their dad played at Texas. And brother. And brother. His, and brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, a kind of a double legacy um, there, that. but they are heading to Alabama. Uh, a big get for Nick Saban. Poor guys. I mean, y- y- you just feel so good for, for Alabama finally getting a recruiting win.
1: Yeah. Just, who would have thought? Boy, you know, I was good for them. Yeah. I feel like we kind of saw the tides turning with this, with them taking <laughs> the, the two. tide turning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with them taking the two official visits there, um, they since they were twins, there's the rule that you can go to two official visits. Yes. So kind of kind of assume that, but good for them.
0: Well, they liked Alabama, so there you go. Tommy and James Brockermeyer heading from they are from uh, by the way, Parish Episcopal, I should say. No, um, no, uh, fourth All Saints. Thank you. Uh, the other really big. Parish Piscoles where Preston Stone is. Yes. Said, okay. Anyway.
1: Powers will also have, I think, an article up. He used some different quotes from Co- Coach Beck and everything at, from All Saints. So Great. Check, check that out on TextFootball.com. Those should be live right now. And finally, Pickle. Yes. With the last question coming from Mies. Something you would go back and tell 16-year-old you, as in life advice.
0: Ooh. Do you have one? Because let me think about it.
1: Um. I think so. I think I have
0: one. Okay. Here, here, here it is. What other people think of you is not nearly as important as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 what other people think of you is none of your business. That's like that's something that I've learned late, too late in life to not take it to heart. Um, and I'm trying to reteach myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why, uh, yeah. But um, that is one thing I would say because I think every 16 year old is obsessed with what other people think of them. You yeah. know what I mean or a lot to a, a lot, certain extent a lot of 16 I shouldn't yeah. say every 16 year old I was 16 year old me uh up until like 30 year old me <laughs> was like really really worried whether people think of me uh instead of being and so and and, and that impacted my behavior it's just a lot more freeing to be yourself and oh, yeah. and, and and the people who like you are going to like you and the people who don't there's plenty of people out there that, who will like who you will Yep. so unless unless you're a racist and then nobody's going to like you.
1: No, absolutely not. You don't deserve to be Mm -hmm. liked. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd say the two of mine, one of them is more life advice and the other one I definitely needed to tell 16-year-old me specifically. Uh -uh. The one that I definitely needed to tell 16-year-old me was to be nice to my parents and not want to not be at the house all the time. Because, you know, when you're 16, especially, I guess, being a girl, you butt heads with your mom a lot or stuff like that. And then you leave and you go to college and you realize... Mm -hmm. Oh man, yeah, I was yeah. a little turd. Like I should have, yeah. I should have taken their advice more and wow. shut my mouth and been nicer to my parents.
0: Furthermore, and I think when you Which grow, every when, when, when you grow up, and especially, I think that you butt heads with the parent you are most similar to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really similar to my dad, except for the mustache, <laughs> um, but. I I'm really similar to my dad, and we butted heads a lot in high school, and then even into college. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like you know, now we're 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 good buddies, right? As you were, yeah. Um, it's so, funny yeah. how
1: you realize, and then you you also you get to start living on your own more, and you're like, oh man, yeah, they were right about all this stuff, and I was like, no, whatever. But the other like the biggest piece of life advice I think that I would give myself at that age was to remember to shut up and listen. Yeah. Like, you don't have to get the last word in an argument. You don't have to turn everything into it. Well, yeah, I mean, with you, I have to get the last word. There's no doubt about that. This is for other things in life. But, yeah, it's like hush and listen because you learn so much more when you take time to listen to other people's opinions than just, like, ramming yours.
0: I have one more and then we'll, we'll finish this show. up. me. One more, okay? Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd learned this when I was like 11. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a hundred percent true. And this is an actual practical piece of advice. <laughs> it's the first time we're ever going to give you something like that on the show. <laughs> 995 episodes in. Thank you notes are magical. Yes. Okay. Thank you notes are absolutely magical. Mm. If you, if you like, if somebody does anything for you, okay. Even else, however small you think it is. If you scribble a 10 word note to them and mail it to them. It is magic what will happen to you. Especially when you're young. Oh my gosh. Like
1: when you're young and you're sending it to a person who is your elder.
0: Best, best, and I'm not talking an email. I'm talking a thank you note. If you go in for a job interview... And then afterwards you write them a note say hey thanks for your consideration hope to hear from you soon best wishes greg and put that in the mail like that is magic (laughs) i promise i promise that's like the that's like one of those really small life hacks Mm -hmm. that you're like that nobody tells you but if you hear it you're like if you try it i promise you it works yep i promise you it works absolutely how do you think i got this job (laughs) i just wrote notes to adam the whole time It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Hi, Follow us on I'm Greg. Follow us on Twitter at ECTF. Like us on Facebook. you got to stop that. Facebook.com. Dave Campbells. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com. Dave Campbells. And of course, see us TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. Look, it has got a mask on. It's cute. <laughs> see you Monday <laughs> on Texas Football Today.